this on the NPR website before. It's a portmanteau, a combination of iPod and broadcast. Mm. Isn't that crazy that a Apple... A portmanteau? Yeah, a portmanteau is like uh, when you take two words and, and push put them, them together. together. Yeah, so you take like part of one word and part of a second word and you push them together. I've never heard of that word. Have you not? No. Sure, listen. You're, you're pretty. That's all that matters. I don't know about that, but thank you very much. Very beautiful. Uh, see, Maradona died. Yeah, I, I took me a minute to know who that was. And then one of the guys I, at work was like, you do know who it is. And I was like, listen, just let me Google this for a second. And you know I'll what you need to out. say whenever anybody goes? Because Graham was like, oh, Maradona. Uh, actually, that's not true. I came home yesterday and I said, uh, I looked at my phone and then was like, oh, Maradona's, Maradona's dead. dead. And Graham was like, yeah, yeah, he's dead. And I was like, all right. What, was he really famous? Like, what's the deal? Like, I understand that he did that famous, like, goal with the, the hand. The goal thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the hand of God. Hand of God, it. that's it's what I thought. It's funny how, right? People think that Maradona is an absolute fucking saint, right? Do they? Well, they think he was well, a like, badass. Argentina are having a three-day mourning yeah. thing for him. But he's mad into the donuts. Oh, I heard he was, like, yeah, one of the guys I work with was like, oh, he's fucking mental on drugs, like, insane. A massive cokehead. Yeah. Because he had a heart attack, didn't he? That's well, Graham was said, Graham said yesterday that they think he had COVID because he oh, had fuck. a bypass or like heart surgery like two weeks ago or a week ago, and then died this week. Oh shit! Um, was. Well, I don't know. Graham could have just been making that up. Was he? Was he a, phil- uh, a philanthropist? I've no idea, but people love him. Okay, well, maybe he was a philanthropist. He though. loved the coke. But someone Jeez. Graham was telling me today that the Waterford Whispers uh, title headline was uh, "Maradona's Dead." Local media uh, neglects to. Uh, stay how much you loved cooking. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite ever Waterford Whisper headline is "Kids are shit, babies are babies shit." Are shit. That's like the best one ever. <laughs> babies, babies are shit. shit. Welcome to nothing. <laughs> to fucking nothing. To this week's episode of Murder Most Irish. Murder Most Irish. Twenty six. Murder Most Irish. Murder Most Irish. Is it episode twenty six? Twenty six. Seven, six, seven. I have no idea. Actually, did you see those people uh, leaving reviews on the Yankee Candle website? No. So there's all these people leaving reviews on the Yankee Candle website. It's we're episode twenty six. Twenty six. Saying they bought Yankee candles and they can't smell can't smell them. Like, there's no smell coming off <laughs> this. People are like, did you have fucking COVID? COVID? Yeah, and there's like hundreds of reviews. Really? Yeah. People have been like, I bought these candles. I'm isolating at home and I bought these candles and I can't smell anything and I'm sending them back and everyone's like. Literally Is this COVID. a joke? No. No. People are doing it. It's been going on for a while now with somebody only copped it a little while ago. So obviously, because you taste the sense of taste and smell. It's like yeah. one of the first things to go. And uh, people are like, I can't smell these candles. I smell, I, I farted. I can smell them. I can't okay. believe you just sniffed the air. Of course I did. You You're like Lily. I can't smell it. Whenever Lily uh, farts, or whenever I fart. My feet smell. Around. I can smell my feet. Um, well, my fart smells like cabbage. Do you remember? I used to babysit for this. Do moment. you remember? And uh, she used to do the cabbage soup diet. Oh. And just smelled like a septic tank 24 7. I had a cousin who did that cabbage soup diet before she got married. It just ripped the arsehole idea. Like, what's the whole point just of it? Shit your pants. Like, she, I just would walk into the house and I'd be like, the fucking smell of farts in this house. It was <laughs> so bad. And even her kids were like, Mommy's farting again. Like, it was so bad. So bad. I remember. You used to babysit. Yeah. Oh my god. For years. If anybody, everyone's gonna know who this is. Sick. If anybody knows me. But anyway. Uh. Yeah. For years and years and years, I used to babysit. Really? Yeah. Me of all people. I don't think I'd let you babysit. I. Listen. That's not true. I've let you babysit before. Um. No. I'm not. I'm not good. I'm not good with kids at all. Like I know I'm not. But I was younger, so I didn't really. You know. <laughs> I was younger, so I didn't know so I, didn't I was give not a fuck. really yeah, so, into kids. Uh, but yeah, no, her kids were lovely. But like, yeah, I used to babysit. Um. I had something to tell you. 
Mmm. Something to tell me. Yeah, it's gone now. It's completely gone. It'll come back to me during the podcast. Jesus Christ. It's not important. It's not enough fun or sure? value or interest. It's just but something it could be like just something to fill the time. No, they don't need We to. need to fill the time. So we don't. Why do we need to We fill? need to fill the time. Uh, we the people expect us to fill the time with information. <laughs> about nothing. About shite. About shite all. Um, shite none. Is that uh, a nice cup of tea? Uh, I don't know if I'm into it. Do you know did what you I change did? change your tea bags? No, do you know what I did? What? Because whenever you come over here, and this is why it tastes weird, I never buy full fat milk. But I was in the shop today and I have milk coming with Tesco tomorrow. And I was like, I have no milk, but I'll get full fat milk for Sarah Jane. So I got you like a little thing of full fat so milk. So I'm like so used to this. So you're present. so used when you come over here to drinking slim milk in my house. That's why it tastes like that. Ah. But mm. I thought of you. Thanks very much. You're very good. I said Colin. Uh, you're very good. You are. You're very good get for that thinking of me. Full fat milk, Colin. I tell you what, she's an absolute star. Fucking saint. You couldn't fucking make it up. A saint. She's so good. Um, the people on the Facebook. Yeah. Uh, have been saying some things to each other, and I've been what watching. They've been, what they've been saying to each other. Tell um, me all. So about. I've seen the first picture of our first merchandise item. Oh, that's the girl on Instagram. Uh, Is Le- she on Facebook as Leanne? well? Leanne. Yes. Yes. Uh, will I say her surname and date of birth? No. <laughs> Leanne, we the relief. The relief for the relief because I was panicking and I was like, Emma if was this like, is what shit, if the quality is shit. Yeah, I was like, if this is garbage, I'm so sorry. And we apologise and we'll just quit. But uh, the bag looks very, very cute. Mm. I mind, I ordered mine, so hopefully it should be here soon. I am, like, genuinely, like, flabbergasted. Yeah, a housekeeping. Housekeeping! Yeah. Thank you so much to everybody that has, like, purchased. I don't... It's just... It's so beyond. And, like, the thing about it as Thank well you. is, like, today I was saying to Emma that, like, there was a lady on Facebook and she was asking... Where could she get the merch? And I was like so mortified that I just pretended I didn't see that comment. (laughs) We're so fucking Irish. This is so Irish. And um, someone gave her the link, but then she was like, oh, I'm from Seattle and I can't wear to, I can't wait to wear like the t-shirt. And like, I had this moment at home with Graham where I was like, there's a lady in in Seattle Seattle wearing our shirt. That's going to be like wearing a murder most Irish shirt that has our big chubby heads on it. Yeah, our big cutie heads. Like on it, it's just it's absolutely. I I'm gonna say, and it's very uh, arrogant. If I wasn't on this podcast, I would buy that merch because Keelan's drawing Keelan is, is the so cutest good. thing. Keelan's art is like that picture. I'm obsessed with it. Like I just obsessed. look at it every now and again. I'm, I'm like, gonna get a tattoo. This is oh my god, let's do it. I am. Let's do it. I'm like 110. Imagine then anyway, we're not friends anymore, and that's the curse. I'll just put a big red X. I've got over loads you. of tattoos that like relate <laughs> to you, so I think about <laughs> if the curse was gonna happen, it would happen. It would happen by now. Do you want to tell the Boo FF story? No, nope. you fucking absolute <laughs> shithead. Nope, we're not telling that story. No, we are telling because that, that makes me look really bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> For the like first <laughs> time in our relationship, makes you look like a cunt. There's this <gasps> like one story I have of you being a dick. <laughs> I don't know why I did it. Me and Emma. <laughs> <laughs> was it my birthday? Yes, I brought you to get tattooed for your birthday. From one of my birthdays, yeah, kind of e- Emma was ago, like, let's it? go get tattooed. And we chose this really awful place to get tattooed. We won't mention, but like... Literal rawheads. I don't think it's open anymore. <laughs> to the fucking rawheads. And racists. Oh, massively. But like immediately the second we walked in, I was like, yeah. this was a terrible idea. 
like but anyway, through. we're in and we're, we're in. so we decided to get like matching ghost tattoos the little ghoulies and when we were sitting waiting to like go in we were I was like oh my god BFFs and then I, I, I one of us was like oh, oh boo FF yeah. and I was like oh my god that's so cute I'm gonna get like we should get boo FF written yeah. on it so I went in first yep I got my tiny little ghost tattoo yep. and I've got boo FF written on it and then Emma went in after me I don't know what I did. <laughs> and then came back out with just a ghost. I don't, it was like, I just, my brain didn't even, when I sat down when he was tattooing me, I was, like I said, so many knickknacks on the wall and stuff like that. Like, it's loads of racist and IRA stuff. I was just staring stuff. at stuff and I was like, well, and I didn't even think. But we went to get tattooed in Leeds. Two I, years later. And I got my boo FF. And only because for two years I was like, you're look at my boo FF tattoo and look at your like non-matching tattoo. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've apologized so many times for this. I'm sorry. You should be sorry. Oh, I'm going to tell that story the day you die. You know. Gar texted me the other day because he was listening to the podcast. And he was like, first thing he said to me, you did me on Facebook. <laughs> like, Fuck off, Gar. <laughs> We did meet on Facebook. Whatever. I like that you called the episodes. Uh, <laughs> we did not meet, we on, did Facebook. Not meet on Facebook. <laughs> I, I, I really, when I commented on Instagram today, and you were like um, blocked and reported. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sorry about the boo FF thing. I, I, I fixed it though. Where is mine? There's a picture it. of me, you, and Lily. Remember oh, that I love that picture. It's so cute. There she is. Um, I always think it's this side but the is yeah it. mine is in a really awkward space I always forget about it but I forget about most of I my tattoos I forget about all my tattoos until I, yeah. I like, sometimes I see pictures of myself and you're like oh yeah. I'm like oh okay do you know how I remember some of my tattoos every now and again if I think I have an ailment of some sort I'll take a picture of a part of my body and I'm like oh I remember that tattoo I had a fight with Graham today because he told me that I didn't have a Nintendo Triforce you a do. Zelda Triforce tattoo it's down there right yeah and I, I was like yes I do and he was like no you don't and I was like Graham you have sex with me and have seen me every day <laughs> in the nip because I just walk around but upstairs you know, in the nip Graham is a man yeah they don't they don't see it like you could call, you could dye your hair like purple the mad Barney purple you'd walk in and you probably wouldn't even notice yeah. it it's just the way they are they don't have that kind of thing in their brain where they notice things I notice loads of things. Yeah, like we do. But I'm very nosy. <laughs> I am. You are nosy. I'm super nosy. <laughs> I know this about myself. I can't do any. I can't do anything without telling you. Like I, I have to tell you stuff. Yeah. And then if I don't tell you, I'm like I have to tell Sarah. If, if I find out about it. <laughs> No, but I immediately I'm like, how to tell Sarah Like I can't not tell Sarah yeah. Like Graham says like, he hates going for dinner with me because I don't what? pay him. Oh attention. yeah, because you stare, you stare at everybody in the. Yeah. What are they doing? Who are they fighting? What are they doing? Who are they talking about? Mm. What's going on? Everybody's fighting about something. Even in work, I'd be half in conversations <laughs> and half in. Okay. Have you got any news? Uh, what have you been watching? What have you been listening uh, to? What have you been uh, doing? Uh, 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 what have I been watching? I've been watching... Oh, it's the Great British Bake Off, final. Oh, who won? I don't know who won. I don't know if I can say. Why? It's fucking a week after. It's it nearly two weeks now. It was only the day before yesterday. Yeah, but it'll be a week. Oh, when yeah. Uh, the young lad, Peter. Is that his name? Oh, oh yeah. Scottish he was going to work. Um, he looks like... um. Uh, Stretched out version of Elijah Wood. 
Does somebody said he looks like uh, the spirit of a dead Victorian child is trying to exit his body and I was like yes. that is a perfect description for yes. that show um, I don't Hermione should have won the entire mm. thing it's an absolute fucking disgrace I'm shocked like Laura's lovely but Laura should not have been in the final she's an absolute mess like a mess she should not have been in the final Hermione should have won the entire thing do you know what else I'm going to say mm. about Laura controversial go she should absolutely be ashamed of herself of the mess she was making oh the state of the place not even the state of the place but that just shows absolute total disregard for the like yeah the people that have to I was like up. you're clearly not doing that in your own house no. No, oh, like people have to clean this shit up. Fucking chocolate all over the counter. Oh. I, if I, you know, I know. Yeah, I would have been, been like, here you. You would have killed her. Fucking cop on. <laughs> but yeah, I watched GBBO and then I watched. I can't remember. I watched something else. Oh, I watched that Class Action Park documentary. Oh yeah, it's okay. Oh. It was really sad. Why? Because somebody died and their family got like no help or no like it just was kind of like oh yeah someone died, but then they interview the family of the person that died and it's so fucking sad. Um. If you were going to class, if you were going to, what was it called? Action Park? Action Park, yeah. If you are going to the Action Park. But it it just goes to show how fucking 80s it was. Like Was it not 90s? No, it was 80s. It was the 80, late 80s. Oh, those haircuts were 80s. Oh, okay. they all but it was in America. It was America, that's true. It's like Jersey, um, right? Jersey, New Jersey. But yeah. like, there was a load of comedians on it that used to go there when they were kids. And they were like, we don't know how we're alive. Because we should be dead. It was so bad. So bad. I work with a guy that went to it when he was a kid. He That's used to go to it all nuts. the time. He's from Jersey. It's crazy. Um, and he's got a Jersey accent. He's from Jersey. That's my Jersey accent. It's, it's okay. Yeah. You fucking blowjob. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's it. I can't do any more in the it. Jersey accent. That's all done. You're all done. Um, yeah. Uh, and he was saying he has like a really bad scar on his arm from like an accident Oof. he had in it. And he said he was on like steroids for like three months after. Shit. Um, now that's all I watched I did watch something else and now I can't remember and I was meant to tell you I am watching it. The Crown how are you feeling about it there's a lot of liberties taken with the actual truth I don't care about them well I don't care about the royals either but it's interesting I know I, I don't care about the royals but I do like that show um, okay but there's a lot of liberties taken with like in what sense just like the historical representation of things is sometimes okay calm down that's not that's not particularly accurate. I know because I think the the royal family came out and said that they didn't agree with um the way they portrayed Camilla and Charles. They were like it's not correct. It's not fair and they didn't they basically didn't ask for, for any sort of permission and I'm like they don't fucking have to ask for permission. But that's because it paints him in a very poor light. Yeah, because he was a fucking scumbag and everybody knows he was a fucking yeah, scumbag. Yeah. And so paints him like, in a light. So essentially what they say happened, right, is that he he continued to have a relationship with Camilla Parkbolt yeah. from long before he met Diana. Yeah. And he was like madly in love with her and she was madly in love with him. And then Diana is like cast aside, right? Yeah. And then Diana starts to see other People, people behind his back yeah and then the queen calls them for a meeting she says come for a meeting she says please come for a meeting she says you will come for a meeting <laughs> and then she they have a meeting and she's like do you know what it takes to keep a marriage alive i'm really good at doing the queen do you yell cunt and um, what it takes is understanding of what the other person needs Right, Camilla. Yeah. Ah, right. Fuck off. And then she's like, "Do you know what being faithful means to Diana?" And Diana is like, "Eh, he's over there riding that horse-looking one. What the fuck are you?" So then Diana was kept 
to like this because Diana was like no I don't and this was after so there was an accident where they thought Prince Charles was dead okay right there was like an avalanche and a ski trip it's the same trip that your one Tara Parma Tompkinson oh my god her Jesus I haven't heard that name in years yeah she was she was like in an accident at it as well there was the same she, thing she was ended it? up in a coma or something after this is avalanche someone died okay she was in a coma okay and uh, for like two days they thought Charles was uh, dead right right he was in the avalanche okay um so anyway, and so after that, then the Queen is like, there's rumours and there's newspaper articles about Princess Di and Prince Charles's uh, marriage. Okay. And so she calls them to a meeting and then she says, like, do you know what, like, being faithful is? And Ugh. do you want to save this marriage? Like, are all, our body is in, our body is, like, at this point now. And Diana, this is obviously all, like, none of this is factual or correct. This is just someone making a TV show. No one knows if this happened. <laughs> what does Diana say? So Diana's like... No, I want to be a slut. No, Diana's like, no, I, I had a moment where, like, when I thought he was dead. And I felt awful about, like, how much I'd been hurting him. And awful about how much he'd been hurting me. But I'm in and I want this marriage to work. And then... She, like, is trying to make the marriage work. And then he just wants to be with Camilla. Um, but he holds her to this like really high regard where he's allowed to have Camilla so it's like he's allowed to have Camilla but under no circumstances is she allowed to have anybody else Uh, you know what he can do now yeah and then he casts her aside and like in the the show and obviously this is a show yeah 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 yeah, of course um, she feels like really neglected and she's trying really hard and she's going to therapy and she's talking to her therapist about the fact that she's trying to make her marriage work and all those things and then after like months of trying, he's just like, I don't want to see you anymore. I don't want to be with like, you anymore. Like, he's not even, I don't want to be with you anymore. He's just, he, like, he's living in a different house and refusing to take her call. What a, such a, so fucked up, man. Yeah. And then he's having her watched and waiting for the moment that she's unfaithful again. So he can then go back to the queen and be like, well, she's not being faithful. Imagine your ma Jesus calling you in for a meeting to be like, you need to stop riding everyone now and she needs to I'd be like, you need to stop doing coke in the 80s. <laughs> There's a podcast I was listening to I think you'd like. It's called Where Should We Begin? Oh. And it's this uh, therapist who records, she gets permission obviously, she records uh, sessions? sessions of people and there's a lot of them, I think most of them actually, some of them are like uh, couple therapy but I was listening to it today and I was like, fuck's sake. And she talks like this. So what do you feel? How do you feel? She's really like into your feelings. Yeah, she's really into feelings. But I think you'd like it. I think it's quite, it's quite good. I listened to one today and it made me cry. Where shall we begin? Where should we begin? Let me cry. What would your? I think my therapy would just sound exactly like this episode of this podcast. Probably, yeah, yeah. I think I I therapy's weird when you first start it because you're like ah, I don't know what to talk about. Uh, I I'm think fine. it would be the total opposite for me. <laughs> <laughs> She'd be like, so Sarah, where do you want to start? I said, wait, I tell you some shit, right? I'm paying you eighty quid an hour. I'm about to get my money's worth. <laughs> now, I have at least four problems in this session that we need to work on. And it will continue to be at that rate yeah. for about two years. Oh, mine's, yeah, no, that's me. That's me. I'm, I'm sure she's deeply frustrated with me. Do you, but think, she, hey. do you think they get Oh, they have to. They, like, sometimes I talk to her and, and she asks me something and I'm like, I know, I know in my head, I'm like, I'm going to say this now. And she's told me not to do this and I'm still doing it. <laughs> like, it's just, and I, she's like, well, why did we talk about that? And I'm like, I know, but I just, I still do it. But see, now see if someone said to me, right, but we talked about yeah, that. See, I don't know if therapy would work for you. I would be like, sorry. <laughs> but she 
Did we talk me. about it? <laughs> now we're going to talk me. about it again. Just doing a, like in, a, <laughs> in the mean way, it's just kind of trying to bring you back to like, remember when we talked about that? And that's what you did. And I'm like, yep, yeah, I didn't do that this time. I just ate six, six twirls in a row. But I think... I'm crying in the shower. Like, I know there are things that I've definitely gotten... This year in particular, I've gotten better at. Yeah. So, like, one of the things that I used to be really bad at would be, like, if I didn't... If I was worried about, like, say, money. Yeah. i just, like, completely ignore it. Okay. And I would just pretend, like, I didn't have access to the bank account to check it. Oh, I used to do that in college. Right? And so... I used to do that in college. What would well. happen is I would just, like... I wouldn't be sleeping. Oh, Sarah... I don't do it anymore, but I've gotten much better at just being like, just take the band-aid off, Sarah. Just check. Just, just check. I and it's not even just money. Like even with like work, I used to be very much like, oh, if I don't, if I don't want to deal with that. Yeah. I would just leave it. Just ignore it. Uh, for as long as I possibly yeah, could. Yeah, and then yeah, it just yeah. builds to a point where it's like, yeah. oh, shit. It goes to shit then. And you're like, how do, how do I get out of this? I've gotten so much better at it. That's great. See, look. Look You're moving me. on up and moving on, moving on up. Moving on up, moving on, on up, moving on up. Do you remember her? Yeah, like You've that. done me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be your theme tune. Go on up. What are they called? And people. Because I'm moving on up. She had an amazing voice. Down. No, I always hate her voice. Oh, but she has a belter of a voice. She has the best hair. She's amazing hair. She was on so, a TV show a while ago and she still looks amazing. I always just hated that fucking fella. Oh, I hated him. Was he played the drums? Yeah, it was... Yeah, he was a bong. Is that guy? Fucking Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that was our. He's one of those fellas you'd meet in a pub and he'd be like, I play drums for the M people. And he'd be like, Go fuck yourself. Oh, fuck yourself, sir. You do nothing for the M people. Do you know who fucking is the, the badass <laughs> small. people? Heather Heather small. Fucking small. I think that's her name. Boop, boop, boop. Yeah, did you hear the Gushy song? No. At the end of the. I haven't listened to ah, it. Ah, you have to hear the Gushy song. Gushy. It's so gushy. funny. Gushy, gushy, gushy. So Apparently, funny. it's a grushy. I don't know what it is. Says, I've never heard Graham of any of this before. Grushy. Someone in someone Graham's in smarter than me. Scotland emailed us and told or messaged me and told me it was called something else in Scotland, and I was like, I've never heard of this in my life. We don't do it down my park. Someone said on Facebook about uh, I told you this about roping in car parks. Yes. So they were saying that at weddings, what they used to do as kids is rope in the like parking scenario. And then charge everybody 20p to take the rope out. <laughs> and I was like, that's fucking, fucking smart. Genius. genius, lads. I tell you who they are. Bill Gates. Yeah. That's how Bill Gates... That's how Bill Gates started. Started. Microsoft. Yeah. Yeah. That's how he started. <laughs> and it's also how Charles Bronson started. <laughs> <laughs> wild act statements right now. <laughs> We're just making them. Um, that's like genius. I've, and so many people are saying so many nice things on the Facebook and the and the Twitter and apparently they want us to do a Q&A I don't you told me they want to do a Q&A yeah somebody suggested a Q&A which I think actually is quite a good idea but I don't know what you'd ask us because we're what, what would you ask us I'm an open book what did I say to you before we started recording I don't know I can give no more to this yeah you can Sarah's done a fucking done you've used up all the ink <laughs> In this pen, I have um, no more stories to I think, tell. I think if we do the Q&A, we should ask Colin to do it with us, because I think people can ask them questions. Colin has great stories. Because Colin has great stories. Attention feminists! Murder Most Irish merchandise available now from teespring.com. Plain, boring old tea's getting you down? Hey! 
Hey, buddy, does your honey scream funny, Duddy? Spruce up your wardrobe with brand new and improved MMI apparel exclusively from Teespring.com. Don't be a mug. Buy one of ours. Like to steal things? Conceal your identity at the local shop and go with a kooky face mask. Be the swingingest crazy bag lady on the block with our organic totes. Murder most Irish merchandise at Teespring.com for all your murder feminist needs. Teespring.com is a third-party company. All stock manufacturing, purchases and refunds are handled exclusively by them. Any queries should be directed to www.teespring.com. Um, so my story this week is about the murder of a girl called Emer O'Loughlin. And my sources are The Clare Champions, an article by Owen Ryan, uh, The Journal.ie, Cracking Crime, RTE, RTE and The Irish Independent. So Cracking. I watched Crime. it. They did, they're very. It was good. The episode was actually really good. That oh, they really? did. It was on that YouTube person has an Oscar it. now, and she does. He does. She does. Uh, I don't know. And um, all I know is Gemma Doherty was not involved, so that's good because my last case, Gemma Doherty was involved. Oh, fuck's sake. And she's Grant. Oh, Listen, she's doing her best. She's doing her best. Do you being think a her parents? Homophobic. Like, do you think her parents are like? Do you think that? Do you think like you know when someone's awful? Do you think their parents know they're awful? Or yeah. do you think do you think so? Sometimes Lily's a little dick. And I'd be like, oh my god. Yeah, but Lily's not a fucking raging home No, but like if she was, I'd be like, oh my god, you're so awful. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. You have to see that movie, there's we need to talk about Kevin. Yes. Like she knew there was something wrong with him. She knew that kid was a fucking lunatic. If you ever want to be traumatized that movie, man. Watch We Need to Talk About Kevin. Or Dear Zachary. Oh dear Zachary. Jesus. <sighs> Had to take about five breaks watching that film. That's and it just one. didn't end. No, it's not. It just no. kept going. The horrificness just kept happening. Yeah. To the very end. Um, so I'm just going to start my story. So on the 8th of April 2005, uh, Johnny O'Loughlin received a phone call. His daughter Emer's boyfriend, Shane Bow, which I think is a really nice name, called in a frantic state to tell him that Emer was missing. Johnny was driving home from work in his truck at this time. He rang me, Johnny said. He told me that Emer was missing. Her camera was there, the keys of her car were there and the dogs were running around. Emer and her boyfriend had been living in a mobile home um, on Shane's family's property. Where were property. they? I don't understand that sentence. What do you mean? Her camera was there. So this guy, uh, Shane, her boyfriend, rang the dad and was like, I'm after coming back to the house. They were living in a mobile home. Uh, her camera's here. I'll, I'll tell you why he was panicking. He was like, her camera's here. The car keys are here. The dogs are running around, but I can't find her. I don't know where she is. Okay. Because she was meant to be there. Um, Shane had received a phone call to tell him that the neighbor's mobile home was on fire. So he got a, he was out at work and got a phone call because there was like two mobile homes. They were on like a field and he was they were in one and the the neighbor was in another one. So someone rang him and was like, do you live on this like mobile, do you live in a mobile home on this land? And he's like, yeah. And they're like, well, the mobile home beside you is like, it on engulfed fire. in flames. So he got the phone call and was like, fucking ran back. So when he arrived back to his mobile home, and um, the one beside him was pretty much burned to the ground. He found Emer's belong- belongings in their own home, but there was no sign of Emer. So the house, the mobile home here was on fire. He went back to his own place and found all her stuff, but couldn't find her. And was oh like, what God. the fuck? And the dogs were running around. And he was like, where the fuck is she? When he, ran about, um, about when he ran back outside, he saw what he thought was a body in the rubble of the neighbouring mobile home. A body too small to, too small to be Emer, he tried to convince himself. He told Johnny all of this on the phone, that there was no way it could be Emer. But Johnny said, but sure, I knew in my heart it was her. 
So Emer O'Loughlin was born in Ennistymon, County Clare in 1982. That's a good name, isn't it? Ennistymon. Yeah. Emer's parents, Josephine and Johnny, described Emer as an outgoing and bubbly child, with her dad saying that Emer would always follow him around wherever he went. Emer had three siblings, sister Pam and brothers John Jr. and Raymond. She was an incredibly artistic child with a love of photography and drawing. Her dad, Johnny, said that her bedroom walls were covered in sketches on a child and her brother, John Jr., told her how she loved taking photographs of everything, even the most mundane of things. Her family said Emer's entire life was art. So at age 18, Emer met and fell in love with John Bow. Sorry, Shane Bow, I beg your pardon, Shane Bow. The relationship was immediately serious and both of them decided to start travelling together. So they spent two years in Holland and some time in Thailand. So they decided to like travel around. They were so young, it's crazy. So at age 23, Emer and Shane decided to return to Ennis Diamond County Clare and begin planning their life and future together. It was at this time that they decided to move into the aforementioned mobile home on Shane's family's property. I don't know if I'm saying this right. In Ballyborna. I think that's right. It's in County Clare. In order to save money to buy and build their own home. Emer's father said it was him who moved the mobile home to the site for Emer and Shane. He described this as one of the happiest days of Emer's life. Emer was beginning her future and she was so excited. Her dad is the cutest, loveliest man. Breaks my heart like he's a little sweetheart and he loved her so much. Like, it's so sad. It's good when dad loved her kids, yeah, isn't he was, it? he was just completely besotted by her. Like, So the mobile home was situated in an incredibly remote area beside hills and forests. And according to Emer's brother, John Jr., it was exactly what Emer wanted. To be close to nature, to go on hikes and walks, to draw and take photographs of the beautiful landscape. So in April 2005, Emer was studying art at GMIT, which is the Goa Mayo Institute of Technology. And then she'd received confirmation that she'd been accepted to study at NCAD. Wow. Uh, that following September, yes. Yeah, so she was really, really talented. So Emer's mom, uh, NCAD is the National College of Art and Design in Dublin. It's like the... Really difficult to get into. Really difficult to get into, but like very, very uh, prestigious. prestigious and established uh, college. Full of wankers. <laughs> I tell you, I like, the only thing I really like about NCAD is the way it's kind of split Thomistry into this like hipster area, but yet... Like fucking full of yeah, lunatics. So, um, you know, it's the original. Um, what's the other family? Who ha- Powers? It's the original Powers Distillery. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, so you know when you go in, there's the great big uh, copper. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the original pot still. I did not know that. Yeah, so that's where it's the, a really cool building. Yes, it's the original Powers really family like yeah. whiskey distillery. Did not and know that. the Jemson one is the other oh, side, side of Smithfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when the Jemson family and the Powers family decided, and the Paddy family, yeah, decided to essentially amalgamate and become one joint force, become Irish distillers. Yeah. Um, all of the, that staff moved to the Fox and Geese bottling plant. Oh, I didn't know that. And um, I think some of them stayed in the other part of the distillery, which was not on that street. Okay. I really like that building. Yeah, it's a cool building. It's really, really cool, yeah. Um, bah, 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 bah. So, yeah, okay. So, Emer's mum, Emer's mum and dad were separated, but Emer's mum was living in Dublin at the time. And when Emer suggested she could stay with Josephine, her mum, while she attended college, her mother was elated. So, GMIT was closed on April 8th. I did not know. I don't remember this at all. As it was a day of mourning for Pope John Paul II, whose funeral was taking place. The National Day of Mourning. I, didn't, I don't remember that at all. 
Wait, is that the one that came to the park? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we loved him. I don't remember the National Day morning. So, Emer had a free day from college, so she wasn't at college. So, the mobile home had been experiencing issues with tech, uh, electricity, and that morning there was no power. Shane was about to leave for work when Emer told him she would go to the neighbor's mobile home to ask if she could charge her phone. Shane kissed her goodbye, and this would be the last time he would ever see Emer alive. Aww. So, just an aside, Emer's dad has stated that Emer and Shane had paid various times to have the electricity fixed. And each time they did, the same issue would occur. Emer's father believes the electricity was being sabotaged purposefully. So there's a reason that he believes that. So the, what was the issue? So basically it just kept tripping constantly. And they paid over like a thousand pounds at the time or a euro at the time to try and get it fixed. And it just kept happening. Like they would wake up in the morning, there'd be no electricity in the, in the mobile home. So he thinks it was done, it was being sabotaged purposefully. So, a number of hours, hours later, Shane would receive the phone call regarding the neighbouring mobile home being on fire. Once he arrived, Shane called Emer's dad and then called the guardie. When they arrived, Shane pointed out that he, what he believed to be a dead body in the ruins. The guardie confirmed it was. The body was so badly charged, charred that it was impossible to confirm if it was male or female. So, they didn't know. The guardie closed off the scene and began an investigation. So Shane tried to call Emer's mobile number numerous times and he could not get in contact. Shane was utterly panicked and when Emer's family advised that they had not heard from her either, the panic heightened. Emer's father stated that Emer would never leave her dogs. Like that's what he, why he, why he started worrying because the dogs were running around and he was like, she just wouldn't leave the dogs. Yeah. So deep down he knew it was Emer in the mobile home. So the Lachlans began searching for Emer in the area but to no avail. So, once again, the lovely Gardy and their incompetence. So the man who owned... I don't know why you keep saying that about them. Because it's fucking true. So the man who owned the mobile home that was on fire. Yes. His name is John Griffin and they couldn't find him either. So part of them was like, maybe that's him. And then part of them was like, well, maybe it's Emer. We don't so know. So he owns both the mobile homes? He only owned the one that was on fire. So she, oh. she had lost... Remember, there was no electricity. So she was like, I'm going to go next door and ask him, can I charge my phone in his mobile home? And then Shane gets a call being like, uh, the mobile home beside you is on fire. Comes home, there's a dead body in it, can't find Emer, but they also can't find the guy who owns the mobile home. Oh my God. So they don't know what the fuck is going on. So John Griffin could not be found either, but upon further inspection, the guardian managed to track him down that night in Galway City. Griffin was a 30-year-old Galway native with a history of violence and drug offences. Um, yeah, so there's a part in the little documentary that RTE did and I just thought so, so sad. So John Jr. described having to go to his mum's house and tell her face to face about the fire and the body in the caravan and that Emer was missing. So he went and told his mum, because they still didn't know who was Emer, because the body was charred beyond recognition. Jesus like they had no idea. Christ. Then he had to fly to England because he was like, I'm not telling my sister this over the phone. Because his sister Pam lived in England. So he flew to England to tell Emer's sister Pam what had happened. And Pam said deep down she knew that the body that they found was Emer. So he fucking, like, fair play to him. And like his voice was cracking the entire time he was telling the story. Like it's heartbreaking if you get if you if you can manage to watch something like that, watch it. So the Lachlans waited in hope that they would find Emer alive and well, but this hope was completely dashed when four days later DNA results confirmed that the that their beloved daughter Emer was the body in the mobile home. Oh my god! So it was her. Uh, Emer's post mortem failed to conclusively reveal the nature of how she died. This was due to the damage done to the body by the fire. They could not determine if the fire, if it was the fire that killed Emer or if it was something else. So on the night of the fi- fire, the guardie found John Griffin. He told them he had not been in the mobile home that day and had travelled to spend the night with a family member. He told the guardie he knew nothing about the fire and was very shocked by the whole thing. 
So two days after the Guardi had tracked down Griffin. He did, what did he do? Griffin barricaded himself inside Dunagus Fort on Inishmore. He began throwing rocks at anyone who approached him. And after a nine hour standoff with the Guardi, they overpowered him. He had rocks. He had rocks. He was fucking rocks at people because they were... And it took him nine hours. Na- nine hours. I would have dragged him out. Uh, Tell me who you need there. (laughs) Michaela. Michaela. Griffin was taken to a psychiatric hospital in Ballinslow and admitted. And five days later, he was released. No one knows why or how he was released. Or what they did with him. Just released him after five days. What? Yep. So at this point, Emer's father has alleged, alleged that the Gardaí were more invested in trying to prove that Emer's partner, Shane, had committed the crime. He stated... Every time I saw Shane, he was in the back of a squad car. They never even thought of Griffin. So they were trying to pin it on the boyfriend. And the dad was like, he was at work. It's not him. She was found dead in a burned out mobile home. That's belonging not hers. To, it's not hers. Belonging to John Griffin. And he's got a history of this shit. And he told you he wasn't there and he believed him. Not only that, he barricaded him inside of, himself inside a fort. Started fucking rocks at people and he to bring him to a psychiatric hospital. It's Two most- days after this happened. And they were still trying to pin it on Shane. And in the psychiatric hospital, did anybody ask him about this event? No, nothing. Nothing. Just kept him in and let him out. So, Like, as Irish people, we're always about, like, two cousins away from, like, severe mental health issues, 100%, like, yeah. So, according to Owen Ryan in The Clare Champion, Johnny O'Loughlin was, quote, angry about how the investigation went, went and privately scathing about the performances of some of those involved. Given that it was actually Griffin's mobile home that had burned out, he feels that he was, feels he was someone who obviously should have been looked at very closely from the very beginning. They should have been on this guy's ass. Yeah. Like. So it gets worse. On April 18th, John Griffin boarded a ferry to Inishmore. Before he boarded the ferry to Inishmore, so he shaved off his dreadlocks and his beard. So completely changed his appearance. So he'd mad long dreadlocks. The white mama dreadlocks, you can imagine. Mm. So shaved them all off and shaved off his beard. According to Superintendent Pat Murray, the local guardie received a call that the Dunagus Fort was barricaded once again. <laughs> when they arrived, however, they found a pile of John Griffin's clothes stacked on the cliff's edge. The guardie searched in Ishmore and the Galway coastline and could not find a trace of Griffin or a body. So in 2010, this is then just went cold. Five years. Couldn't find him. Just went cold. They couldn't, find, they couldn't blame anybody else for her for her death, so it just went cold. So in 2010, in due part to a serious crime review, the Guardi were advised to exhume Emer's body. The case went cold. Under Lorene Buckley, a forensic anthropologist, a further post-mortem was carried out. Emer's remains were taken to Galway, and they were able to establish that Emer had suffered an extremely violent death prior to the fire, and it was confirmed that Emer was murdered. So the fire didn't kill her. This was five years after she died. How could they not have done that when... It... So the first postmortem was like, they were like, we don't know what happened to her, the body's too badly charred. And then the Guardi had a crime review where they were basically going through cold cases and trying to figure out what had happened. And this forensic um, anthropologist came forward and was like, I can help out and try and figure out what happened to this girl. Aren't those people amazing? They're incredible. Do I remember I told you about that woman that could tell who people were from their fucking, their fucking forearms. Hands their fucking forearms. Insane. To try and like get people... Yeah, she's, a, yeah she's a forensic anthropologist as well. They're incredible. So, Emer had died from severe back and head injuries, and according to the Irish Independent, a Nepalese knife was found in the remains of the caravan. There was also evidence that Emer was sexually assaulted. So, it took them five years to get that. How did they figure that out after that? I don't time? know. And, like, the fact that they actually could not determine what was wrong with her because the body was, like, 
charred. They couldn't even tell if it was a male or a female at the start. So I don't know. There has to be. I I really want to look into it because that when I listen to that podcast you about that, do that lady, for a living. no, I won't be able to. So Gardy like just, um oh yeah. So Gardy decided then. Okay, that they needed to speak to John Griffin. Oh, damn! All of a sudden, they were like, "But he maybe he's dead because we found his clothes on a rock." The guardy believed that John Griffin had faked his own death. You don't fucking say. So around this time, the case of double man Colin Whelan. Remember that one that I did, who had murdered his own wife and then faked yes. his death and fled to Spain, was circulating in the news. And Emer's father and the guardy believed that Griffin may have gotten the idea to fake his death from this. So in 2011, an Interpol notice was released that stated the following. Griffin is suspected of murdering a young woman in Galway, Ireland in April 2005. In the days following the attack, Griffin allegedly travelled to a nearby Ireland where he was seen on a clifftop. In the nip. In the nip. Items of Griffin's clothing were later found at the location. However, police believe that Griffin may have attempted to fake his own death and is now hiding from the authorities. In 2005, Griffin is known to have travelled to London from, uh, to, from London to Germany. His current location is not known. So that's what Interpol put up and a picture so, of him. He is known to have faked his own death, but mm-hmm. he somehow managed to get on a plane. Yeah. So they were like, he's definitely... But I don't understand. If the guards... Like, it's easy to tell if someone's committed suicide. If they their passport find... has been fucking used... And not only that, they couldn't fucking find him. Like, they couldn't find him. He wasn't there, like... Fucking but look worse. at Colin Whelan what he did he got his neighbours information created a fake passport so there's that's a, how I got my first passport <laughs> there's ways of getting around my this first shit. passport was called Peter Griffin <laughs> <laughs> so the guardy believe that Griffin is currently living in Europe as there have been apparent sightings of him so from the journal.ie authorities believe he may be in the UK Germany Spain or the Netherlands oh Europe <laughs> So basically Europe. Interval said he could be using the names Fozzie Griffin, which I feel like is someone that Bally Firm will be called Fozzie Griffin. What a great name. John McDermott or John Griffin, but with a different date of birth. So Johnny McLaughlin, Emer's dad, is however certain that John Griffin is in Morocco. A person that Johnny knows contacted him to tell him he saw Griffin in Morocco. The man also contacted Bart the guardie about this but according to Mr O'Loughlin they did not seem very interested in pursuing this line of investigation he feels that this was not properly dealt with quote they gave him pictures to put up in Morocco um, and they would so he get the guy gave was like give me pictures of this guy and I'll put them up in Morocco and we'll try and find it and then the guardie were like no because if you do that it'll drive him deeper away so he was like okay well I can't put the pictures of him then so they just ignored it and they did nothing what? it just seems to be the Johnny also says he has not heard from the Guardian in a long, long time. So this this that article must be so hard. So hard. This article's only from last year. So he hasn't heard from them. So in 2007, Emer's sister Pamela set up a Facebook page to let people leave memories of Emer and also to request any information someone may have to John Griffin's whereabouts or any other leads. Emer's sister also published a picture of a very distinct tattoo that Griffin has on his neck, on his neck and I'll post this on our Instagram as oh. well. So the what is it? It's like describe uh, it. It's a and it's an Egyptian one. It's that eye thing with the lines going out of it like oh, that. Okay. One of those. Listen, he'd a Nepalese knife in his in his uh, caravan, and he's fucking dreadlocks, and he's a white man. That's everything you need to know about him. So um, the Alaklands believe someone is protecting Griffin and has and have begged whoever these people may be to come forward and let them have closure of the most horrid chapter of their life. Emer's family buried Emer in County Clare with a closed coffin due to the horrendous nature of her death. 
Emer's family say they've been torn apart by Emer's murder, saying it's caused a massive distance between them, which is so sad. Aww. Yeah, they said it was like, they were like, oh, when things like this happen, people say it brings families together and you try to stay together and they were like, it's literally torn them apart. Like they barely speak to each other because they just can't deal with like what's happened, which is desperately sad. So Emer's father said his life has never been the same. He said, you hear of tragedies and people say, will they ever get over it? But you never get over it. You never get over something like that. Emer's brother, John Jr. said the world has lost out on a very special person. So when I'm putting this up on Instagram, I'll put this up as well. So there are various ways to contact the Guardian Interpol with regards to any information you may have about Emer's murder. And I will add them to the show notes and on our own Instagram page because I have pictures and stuff that they've put up on her sister's Instagram page. He is literally living his life right now. And he 100% did it. He 100% did it, like. Who the fuck else is going to do it? It was his caravan. She went over to ask for, could she charge her phone? So does the dad think that he was, like, purposely... He thinks he was purposefully cutting the electricity so Emer will come over. But I don't know. Listen, you're going to think of many things. And was things. there, like, cause that he was, like, interested in Emer? Did he, like... The guardy didn't say, like, they knew, they spoke, they knew each other. They were neighbours. Like, they spoke to each other. They would have seen each other. Caravans? Oh, my God, barely any, diff- any distance apart from each other. Like, barely any distance apart from each other. Because that's why they called, whoever called Shane called him. Because he was like, eh, is that your caravan? Like, and he was like, no, no, that's the neighbour. Because they were literally, like, beside each other. So when he com- came home, the poor fucker saw this caravan on fire and was like what the hell's going on called the guardie and then started looking for Emer and couldn't find her could you imagine like that's so terrible like and then was ringing imagine just ringing someone and ringing someone and ringing someone and they're not answering their phone so upsetting it's so upsetting as well because it's like it, this like they waited five years from 2005 to 2010 when they knew they fucking knew he'd faked his death and then when the crime review came over and were like you have to look into this they were like oh Jesus yeah we should like, do you know what I mean? It's bullshit. And I just feel so sorry for our family. And they're absolutely devastated. Like, they're in bits. And they're never, ever going to get over it. And will there ever be any justice? Hmm. If you see him, just punch him in the dick. Yeah. But, oh. oh, people said last week that they really enjoyed our conversation about watching men getting hit in the dick. I love watching a man get hit in the dick. That guy deserves to be punched a million times in his dick. A million times in the dick. And his dick should be taken off him. Snip, snip. I just, I hope her family are okay. They're not okay, but I just hope they get some peace. I hope her dad gets some peace because Jesus Christ, he's fucking devastated. And I I will put up pictures and stuff. And I know it's silly to think that anybody maybe might see something, but like, because none of us are are traveling either. But like then again, there are people that are listening to our podcast that are from the the world, from Germany. So I'll put up pictures of him and his tattoo. Imagine if one of our, (gasps) if our listeners solved a murder. They, and it's so funny because listen the guards, if the you're going to solve a murder right <laughs> mention us no not even mention us could you wear a piece of the merch oh please do and wear it in the photo mm-hmm. or take a photo of yourself catching the murder and if it's like a, a hoodie just make sure you turn around and point to the back of it yes 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 that, that, yes. that like, yeah. at the exact same time of you catching the murder yeah please do that. Murderer. Murderer. Um, but yeah, I just, ugh. That, you did a good job on that story. I'm but just that's sad. Everyone's awful and people are horrible. You, do you know what? You are, like, me and you story-wise in terms yeah. of, like, murder story-wise, very different. Very different. I like, love... I like a blue ball story. You love a blue ball I story. I love blue ball people, yeah. <laughs> like, there's no outcome to this and the world I is in hell and we're all going to die. a blue ball story. I know, you need an answer. You need a, you need it. Someone's gone yeah. to jail. yeah. 
Yeah, no, I can't. I, I can't. I, I always find these stories and I'm always like, oh, this is horrible. I have to talk about it. And so many Irish crimes are just unsolved. Oh, yeah, the guards. Like, just so many Irish crimes. There's everything like- you need to know about the guards. Because people, like, when the whole uh, Black, Life, Black Lives Matter movement kicked off, and it hasn't kicked off, but, like, exploded this year yeah. for all the right reasons. And then people were talking about, like, the police force in America. And people were saying they only have to, like, like I think the entrance like examine like the training like, like six weeks it's like really short and people are like I'm sure the guards go to Temple Moor I was like the guards go to Temple Moor and do fucking nothing. nothing absolutely nothing like like the thing that frustrated me about this case was that she died it went cold and it was only five years later when the crime review were like uh, lads you have to fucking do something about this like, that they were like oh yeah okay let's try now that chap has been gone for five years and he's probably like married with kids in fucking Germany or something also did no one from his family were they not looking for him because they knew where he was see that's what they're saying the family like, the Lachlan's think that they're trying to protect him that they know where he is so and like when they when they spoke to a lot, uh, Griffin's family and stuff they were like oh no he must have like thrown himself off the cliff he did in his whole could you like I know like he set up the whole barricade the second time so guards would come the whole thing was a setup. So the first time he was in the in the barricade himself and was fucking rocks of people. So most Irish thing ever. Got out and then was like the second time was like how do I get the guards to come back so they see my clothes in a rock and they're like oh he killed himself. He's dead. He barricaded it again so the guards will come back and then they found his clothes. The entire thing was a setup. And that Colin Whelan guy had just done that as well. Men eh? Yeah. What a bunch. Yeah. I saw a tweet the other day and someone said I feel that being attracted to straight men should be considered a mental illness and I was like that is the most You know what we haven't talked about in this podcast because we recorded it before it happened? Hmm. Discord Oh fuck I totally forgot about that Yeah to every little bastard I was a boy I'm telling you, you I'd be fucks. fucking ashamed Yeah like just Every girl that's been affected by this, we're so fucking sorry. And I don't even like what you say. The whole like moment of it, it happened on International Men's Day. Yeah. International yeah. Men's Day. Yeah. Men really found out their true colours. Yeah. And like if you are if you're responding, if men especially are responding to a story with this, like where people are saying these women have been exposed against their will and if you're if your f- go-to is well this happens to men too you're part of the fucking problem yeah if it does happen to men is there a particular reason you're not making posts about it like you if you cared if men cared about other men they would regularly spend their time trying to find ways to help men but they don't they only reply with that when they know they're being targeted yeah. when they're like men should be doing this not all men like my eye twitches when people say yeah. that to me. I'm like that's not the point. That's not the point. It's a lot of men. That's the point. It's a lot of men. Like it's five five hundred little pricks on a server, uploading and uploading pictures of their ex girlfriends and girls they had sex with, uploading images of children. Yeah. Uploading images of girls yeah. sleep after they had sex yeah. with them. Not girls that decided. No, and I it want does you not to take matter. No, it doesn't. It doesn't at all. matter if if you decided to send your photo to somebody. It does not matter if you have an OnlyFans. Yeah. It does not matter. That does not give anybody the right no. to take your imagery and use it for their own personal. And not even gain. use it for their own personal thing, but use it for to degrade yeah. you. 
because somebody was saying apparently the comments on it were just absolutely horrific like the comments that they were leaving I just I just it's I shouldn't be I'm not shocked I'm actually not shocked I wasn't shocked not shocked I'm absolutely fucking disgusted is what I am I'm just because there's a girl that Colin knows whose images were used like and she a wonderful person put up a post being like don't worry about me because I'm fine like I'm okay I can handle this just worry about the other girls that can't and try and support them if you can you know what I mean? It's just... Uh, every day is more fuckery. More fuckery every day. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Don't respond to something like this with... Um, it's not all men. This, this, this happens to this men. This happens to men. Do you know what? Do you know what? It does happen to men. Yeah. Not on the same level. No, but it does. Not on the of same volume. No, of course it happens Not on the same level of time. Like... No. But like, I always find it funny when... Not funny. Awful when there's anything about like rape cases or sexual assault or anybody making posts about that sort of thing and the first thing that men do is like I've seen cases where people have been like this is terrible what men are doing and men are like well it happens to men too okay fair enough it does happen to men too but when cases come out of female teachers fucking 14 year old boys and your response to that is ah good for him ah sure he wanted it you're part of the fucking problem well you should be responding to that is that woman is a rapist Mm. and she raped child Mm. but no you think it's deadly you think it's class yeah. oh my god he got his hole so come back to me when you care about that because you can give a fuck about men they don't care about other men no. they don't they just care about making sure that women know it's not them shut the fuck up and just give money to women's associations and violence against or anti-violence like associations against women just do that and shut the fuck up yeah oh it's me smacking a dick <laughs> Several dicks. You wouldn't touch a dick. I would not touch a penis. Get that out of my face. <laughs> no, I wouldn't touch a penis. Dirty penis. What do you think I'm going to do with that? <laughs> She'll be ashamed of yourself. Put that thing away. Put that away. Put that, close your legs. Put Turn off the light. <laughs> Always. Always. Do you think that... I don't want to see that. Do you want to see it? This is literally me in bed. You're doing a really good impression. Would you like to... Would you like to look at that all day? No, imagine that. No. I imagine that dying. Have you ever looked at your penis and thought, you know what? <laughs> Gorgeous. No. No. So why do you think I want to look at it? <laughs> I don't. This is uh, Sarah doing a piece about Emma in bed. Yeah. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand dick pics. <coughs> no, it's not my thing. It's not, I don't think it's anybody's thing. No, I think it's also, I was looking at a TikTok video and there was this girl and she was sitting in her room with like her hair done up in a messy bun wearing a hoodie and eating a bowl of cereal and this guy was like sending her sexts. She was just like, whatever. And re- responding, but being like, I'm, he's like, what are you wearing? And she's like, sexy underwear. And she's like literally in a hoodie and a pair of socks. And she's like, I don't care about this. Men take it so much more seriously than women do. Like, like so much more seriously than women do. I just think sexton seems like an awful... I've but that's because never... their, their lizard brain takes over. Their lizard brain completely takes over and they just are like, super pictures of your tits! Like immediately, there's no... It's I've just... Ne- like I don't... I've never sexted... Hey, baby. Hey. That's how I sexted. <laughs> I'm, if I sexted, I'm going to sex Graham now. Right? What, what I say? Be ready, big boy. Please call him big boy. Okay, are you ready? Get ready. Big boy. Big, I'm going to spell boy B-O-I. Yes, big boy. I'll immediately change to boo. Boo, get ready, big boy. Because. I'm a coming home. I'm a rock your world. Say that. <laughs> I we sex no- like we are in 1952. I'm a wreck your world, baby. 
It's going to be like, what the fuck? Don't put this up Freak the podcast. Freak baby. Don't put this up the podcast. Let me lick you up mm. and down. Do you remember that song? <laughs> Grand, just sent Take me a screenshot of that. Grand let me put it in Instagram. scared emoji. <laughs> I remember I once fought lingerie and Graham said to me, uh, was it too much? It's a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. That's I don't know said. what you're expecting. <laughs> I just don't feel like I can live up to the hype of this outfit. This is a lot of... Uh, I remember one because great like the other thing as well when I first met Graham he did that thing that all idiot men do where he was like uh porn I don't look up porn I don't watch porn and then the minute I was left alone in his bedroom I searched a history on his computer that's exactly what and I and he came done. back from the toilet and I was like you don't look up porn I was like I can tell you who your top five porn actresses are because you have a type Jeez. and you've been looking at her a lot and he was like because Graham was really late to the computer game too and he was like oh okay how, how, how did, did you do that did you just For the crack Irish history Murder mystery Man I've got to go Make it 60 minutes long Then let Colin sing a song I'll fit up on Spotify And hope it doesn't blow Research is a load of piss Sarah talk about your kid Colin cover up